Hey, it's David Paul, and this is the hot button number 105, five days to Oscar. Voting is about to close, 51 minutes as I make the audio for this, and you can be sure that 99% of those who are going to vote have voted, and they sure aren't reading newsletters to decide what to do. So, jumping in. I really don't care what film wins Best Picture this Sunday. This is one of the weakest lineups for Best Picture in modern Oscar history. Doesn't mean that they're bad movies, they aren't. But then there's only one movie that, amongst the ten that I would give a thumbs down to if I were seated next to the late great Roger Ebert one last time. And that is a matter of my personal taste. I doubt anyone reading this doesn't have at least one such title from the ten. It is probably different than my own in most cases. I really like Power of the Dog. I've seen it four times, twice on a big screen, twice on my big TV. If 50% of the voters saw it in a movie theater screen, there'd be no competition right now and the movie would be a lock in this field to win Best Picture. But that is not the case. Netflix has run the movie on hundreds of theatrical screens in the last six months, but there's no way more than 20% of the Academy has seen it on its theater screen. And likely, like all of the other movies, the movie is the number is actually under 10%. Netflix, I can assure you, knows exactly how many Academy voters saw it on the theatrical screen. And if my assumption is wrong, I'll get a call soon enough, but I don't expect one. And by the way, after three years of me openly saying that the Academy should put more restrictions on qualifying for Oscar... And being in the clear minority, as the fashion has been to root for the demise of movie theaters, while patronizingly shrugging and talking about how things change, and how the experience hasn't gotten any better in decades, and how it'll be okay just having giant IP on screens and the rest on TV, I just hit on another reason why the Academy needs to take action out of self-preservation. And I can't believe it took me this long. Advertising. If the movies nominated for Best Picture are not advertised in a way much like they are when they're released for real theatricals, meaning runs of at least four weeks, reporting grosses and running TV spots. That means the Oscars are not being set up for success. Screen Engine did a poll with Los Angeles Times that ran this morning. I don't have, I don't really trust these polls on a granular level, but I do as a kind of a broad read. And when it comes to award season, the audience that Oscar does, ha, does have some appeal to is actually the audience most easily and accurately polled these days. If you want to see the actual poll, look in the LA Times or on my actual newsletter, not just my voice. You'll notice that the assumed front runners are in the bottom half of both of these charts. You also notice that none of the nominees hit 20% viewership of those polled. Now, there is no history of this poll, so one can only make assumptions about the past. But you can plainly see that the three films with the highest awareness were the three that were the most advertised nationally. As stupid as Kylar's project, excuse, excuse me, as stupid as Kylar's folly, <laughs> I can't even say it anymore a.k.a. Project Popcorn, was, Warner Brothers did spend the kind of money in advertising that you would for a proper theatrical release because it was really targeting potential HBO Max signups. Netflix is not helpful to Oscar, but it sure is an excellent internal marketing machine. Throw out some movie stars that were developed in a system that isn't like Netflix, and sometimes we should discuss what happens to Netflix movies when they've killed off all the movie stars, and put them into a Netflix movie, offer it up in a strong position on the welcome screen and on the top lines offering content, and the Netflix audience watches, whether it's Adam McKay or Adam Sandler or The Adam Project. The most seen movie of the season, and this is, I'm pretty sure this is correct, was Don't Look Up, driven by Leo and Jennifer and a little Merrill. And as you can see, about 50% of people who know the film exists say they saw it. I don't think it can be overstated how remarkable that stat really is. Spider-Man No Way Home has grossed $800 million domestic, which means as many as 80 million Americans saw it in a theater. But still, if you surveyed, you can be sure that a lot more than 160 million Americans know the film exists. Now, if you add in all the people who will eventually see Spidey to the third power on their TV, the film will likely get to those same kind of don't look up numbers in terms of watching versus awareness. This is the power of theatrical and the revenue opportunity 
that's been given up by a lot of people. And it scales down to a smaller movies, no matter what people who love to claim it's true that only giant movies matter in theatrical. It scales down. Last season, the most seen original, excuse me, the most seen movie in the Oscar race was Netflix's The Midnight Sky. Netflix power is greater than desert power. But I digress. If Netflix is spending $100 million marketing their movies for theatrical each Oscar season, instead of just <laughs> spending $30 million marketing to the core 9,000-plus Oscar voters, 100 Globe voters, however many SAG NomCom nominees there now are, another 10,000 Guild voters and a bit of the financial, a bit of the broad SAG vote, the Oscar show would be in a lot better shape because the titles would be recognized by the public in a different way. Netflix doesn't want to do this, and it's not some nefarious thing. It's their overall model. Everyone likes to throw on around everybody else's money in this town, but if Netflix started spending on traditional marketing like movies have for the last hundred years, it would impact their financials because it wouldn't just be awards movies expecting it. You can be sure that Sean Levy, Levy, excuse me, who would be looking to get a higher marketing spend on the very mediocre The Adam Project as much as any awards movie. And that would not only impact that one project, but it would impact Levy produced Stranger Things and whatever other Levy, 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 I'm going it wrong anyway, sorry. Projects are in the pipeline. I've, I've spoken to Sean Levy. I should know how to say his name, but you know, it changes every time I look at it. That would infect, going back to the point, <laughs> Levy's films and his TV shows and everything else. They're, they're, if they got more marketing money, that would affect every other producer. And suddenly, the $15 billion plus a year annual content spend becomes a $10 billion content spend and a $5 billion marketing spend. My sympathies. I don't judge you, Netflix. But from the Academy perspective, you are a problem, no matter how many careers on which you hold the purse strings. And while I'm happy, when I, and while I am on Netflix, all this veiled backbiting that other newsletter writers are so happy to allow against Lisa Tabak for her role at Netflix and the failure to win Best Picture, shut up. How I feel about Lisa, for better or for worse, is really not an issue in this. This is an objective analysis. It ain't that complicated. Roma was wonderful, but not a film one would expect to be a Best Picture winner. The Irishman? Only critics thought it wasn't overlong and overwrought. Mank? Are you kidding? A movie about a Citizen Kane that isn't about Citizen Kane at all? A movie about a drunk white man in the 1930s living in luxury? Yeah, that's going to be catching the zeitgeist in a hurry. I adore the work of all three directors of all three of these movies. I'm glad they got to make the movies they did. And anything can catch fire in an unexpected way during an Oscar season. There are rules that were pretty sturdy. There were always exceptions. But not in the last decade. Still, the odds against them winning started with the films themselves. It is not just about liking the movies. It's about how people like the movies. I will always be first in line for any Quaron, Scorsese, or Fincher movie. They are masters of the cinema. But these three movies were at Netflix because no one who needed to make money off of them, the studios, or even to break even off of them, would pay for them. They were high art efforts. They rarely win Best Picture, no matter how powerful the distributor. And Power of the Dog is another one in that group. This may be the year that one ends up winning, but this is exactly the kind of movie that was, in years past, just happy to be nominated. Lisa Tabak has done the job that Netflix hired her for, and then some. It's very possible that at some point, Netflix will take another strategic approach to awards. The things I'm suggesting the Academy do to improve their situation could actually have a big impact on that situation if the Academy actually did something. Dawn will not. But Netflix isn't going to do any better with any other leadership. And if they did and Lisa left, she would be the number one choice of any of the companies that are chasing Oscar. Cynthia Swartz would still be a strong number two. Now, if you want to argue about the Oscar industrial complex and how fucked up it is, 
I'm always happy to have that conversation. And Lisa and Cynthia are a big part of that machinery. They are the best in the business at manipulating it. Not a fan of every choice they make. I've written here about some of those choices. But people whispering about, Ted's going to ghost Lisa, ha, 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 are just shut him frighting the bed. Okay. Moving on. Back to the LA Times screen engine polling. The poll in terms of the potential winner of best picture is actually kind of irrelevant. What is not true of consumer, general consumer respondents, which is who they polled, is they haven't had Team Penske, a bunch of other media outlets, including this one, and the distributors themselves marketing to them for month after month after month. If the poll was of Oscar voters, which I don't encourage, awareness of the best picture titles would be no lower than 75% for any one of them, with Drive My Car still being the lowest. What would be more interesting is the viewer sur- viewing survey. The percentage of Academy voters who've seen at least eight or of the ten pictures nominated for best picture would have to be over 70%, I would think. But how many have seen Drive My Car? How many watched Coda before the last couple of weeks before it started to win a bunch of hardware? And let's take the next step. How many people watched any of these movies on a theatrical screen? Of those who saw these movies on their TV, how many watched the entirety of the films? Which films did they watch? And how much did they watch, if not the whole? Those of us who cover all of this and have a vote, who have a vote that matters in the, are in the bubble. It's a very expensive bubble. Companies operate within the rules the Academy and Guilds allow for. So to blame them for being as aggressive as they like and thus manipulative is silly, really. It may be icky, but they're doing the job they were asked to do. As they were asked to do it. The burden is on the Academy. We're getting very close to the point where the Academy will lose control of their cash cow completely to ABC, but also to the Oscar industrial complex that's built around the Oscars. The media has been the best workaround for distributors to do what they like, and the Academy has done nothing about it for so long that they may have actually lost the leverage to do so. People are no longer afraid of losing tickets or places in the red carpet. There's too much money involved. If they want to engage in a cleanup, now they're taking something away from distributors and their members, which can also be very sticky. As a result, I find myself asking the same thing of the Academy that I do of HFPA, which is a notion that really does make me sick to my stomach, thinking about that comparison. They should not be in the same conversation. But step up and do the right things. Stop laying down and gathering your upside. Make choices that are in the interest of making the most honest, serious, movie-loving award show that you can. Stop allowing your members to participate in the marketing for awards, aside from reasonable free speech. To HFPA, I say... Either expand your organization to a legitimate size to match your claims and revenues or stop operating, period. To the Academy, I say, protect your franchise. This doesn't mean hopping around like a frog on acid. Stop virtue signaling and be virtuous. You have one of the world's greatest brands. Don't piss it away because that is what you've been doing for years. Take yourself more seriously or people will continue to take you less and less seriously. (sighs) And tomorrow we can discuss how much money Apple spends sending out hardware to various voting groups. Until tomorrow.